0: And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Uh, well, we're nearing the one-year anniversary of sharing original modern radio drama stories with you here in the show. And to celebrate, on a rather dark note, I admit, is the first American-slash-podcast broadcast of a work by uh, Crazy Dog Audio Theater, a work of outstanding, unparalleled caliber, The Salmon of Blackpool. Uh, Originally aired on RTE Radio 1, National Public uh, Radio of Ireland, um, back in August, I think it was. Now, uh, likely you've recalled the story that we had on here a few months ago, The Last Harbinger, about a world basking in their own loveliness while their imperiled world's climate turned upon itself. You also probably I've heard some other crazy dog audio theater work, such as *The Adventures of Bill Lizard*, uh, and as well as numerous other things he's done. Um, stuff he did uh, for Natif, talking about the art of radio drama, and uh, also some tips to uh, new writers of radio drama up on his website. Today's story goes from his uh, characteristic comic stuff to dramatic, however. And uh, Roger Gregg shows that he's also uh, got great chops as a writer of compelling realistic fiction, as is going to be made well aware of. As you're going to be made well aware of the story you're about to hear. It's about uh, two Irishmen, both from Cork. One is Richie Ryan, who heads to Hollywood chasing his dreams of making it in the movies, and no sooner does he get there than he's sent back to Ireland to craft a story about the fallen Irish movie actor who's dying slowly of degenerative disease. And oh, the subject that he finds. Uh, Johnny Gallagher is a misanthropic, brutal man on the front. But uh, through their time together, he proves to be more complicated than Ryan ever imagined. And uh, Richie also finds it's a little hard to write the feel-good movie that Hollywood wants from him. Uh, We'll be hearing the story for the remainder of January here on the show. It's uh, a little bit of mature themes, but I'm assuming that um, you are well aware of such disclaimers on the show. So I will not uh, trouble you with uh, more such titles, but instead allow you to enjoy the enthralling, entrancing work that is The Salmon of Blackpool. Enjoy episode one.
1: Crazy Dog Audio Theatre, in association with RTE Radio, presents The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg. Episode one.
2: How's it going, Johnny? How are you doing? Hey, listen, I've been uh, I've been busy finishing off that script. I've sent it off to Sheldon, but I haven't heard anything back from him yet. I'm sure I will, though. I know you want to hear it, so I'm going to read it to you. I mean, you're not going anywhere, right? <laughs> right, so, page one. It's the opening title sequence, and uh, we're going to open with the morning that I first met you. We don't see your face yet. All we see is your hands and your arms struggling to get your feet to move. It's as if they're like lead weights at the bottom of your legs. And then we see those canes. Jeez, remember those canes. We're going to jump cut then to a salmon. And it's a returning salmon and it's from the fish's point of view. And, you know, he's struggling up a river and the water is churning and, you know, there's rocks and things. And he's fighting his way upstream. We're going to cook back and forth between the salmon and you struggling to walk. And then next scene is me, and it's uh, my first meeting with our producer, Sheldon, in Hollywood. You know, that big conference room of his, you know, all flash with a big long oak table. And uh, he and I are sitting there, and we're watching the closing scene of my film, Shawnee Boy. The
3: door's opening. He's coming. are oh, you in this he's got something it's a shotgun no he's taking aim bring him down bring him down
1: Ryan, I like your work. It's good. It's very, very, very good. At
2: Sundance, the judges said
1: that. Yeah, I know what they said at Sundance. I know, and they're right. Shawnee Boy, huh? that's a sad little story you got there. I bet you're not a dry eye in the house, right? <laughs> you really know how to engage an audience, let me tell you. Well, I, I just think it's got to do with having a strong central character. Exactly. Strong central character. Shawnee Boy, the old Irish farmer who thinks he's a cowboy, and then he gets shot by the police. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so bittersweet. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Maybe that's just part of your Irish thing, huh? You know, telling real sad stories. Sad stories. So I see you're from this uh, little place, Cork, right? That's the city, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you know Cork?
1: No, no, not really. I'm just making sure.
2: Oh, right. Is that important?
1: Yeah, yeah. But you left Cork?
2: Yeah, I did, yeah. Why? Ah, well, just, like, it's a small place. It's it's too small to support any kind of...
1: Anything. Right, right. So the small town boy with a big dream moves up to the big city.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I've been based up in Dublin now for years, but I had to move up, like, to the big smoke or whatever.
1: <laughs> hey, tell me about it. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Ever hear that? No. No, and you never will. <laughs> Little towns, you know, you, you got to leave them if you want to move up in the world. Yeah, well, sure, that's why I'm here in L.A., but uh, so far, I've only done Shawnee, boy.
3: Mm,
2: don't do that. Don't do what? That
1: thing, that shame thing. Ah, well, it's just not much of a resume, like. Well, there you go again. Why are you doing that? You're cutting your own throat, you know? There's plenty of people in the world that are going to do that for you, you know? You never do it to yourself. You know, you should be proud. Well, I am proud. Well, good. Do yourself a favour. Get a bottle of confidence and drink it. (laughs) Okay, Mr. It's Sheldon, call me Sheldon. So, how's it all going for you?
2: Well, uh, Sheldon, uh, I'm, I'm feeling my way around, you know, just trying to meet the right people. Mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, people here have been really, really nice, you mm. know, just about everybody has seen me. It's crazy. Crazy? Yeah, the way doors open here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do, keep them closed and let the competition hook the next big thing? <laughs> it's our job to be interested, and you got a great product.
2: <laughs> well, I tell you, it's not Ireland, that's for
1: sure. What? They don't want to make money over there? Ah, well, they do, but it's just hard to get in the doors, you know. (laughs) Too bad. It's their loss. we got plenty of Irish talents here in Hollywood, and they're doing as good as anybody else. You know, better, in fact, you know, because you Irish guys, you got it all. You're white, you got got blue eyes, you know, you look good, you're good at accents. I mean, you Irish guys can pass for anything, you know, English, American, whatever. (laughs) Richie, I'm going to play it straight with you, okay? Okay. I think you are just the right guy for a very, very special project we're developing. What, a movie? Yeah, a movie. And it's going to be big. Big? Big, big. It's a special kind of project. Special? Yeah. And we need a writer. A real writer who can do characters that really tear at your heartstrings. Well, I can do that. I know. And that's why you're here. But but also, okay, this project needs a, a writer who has a, an intimate knowledge of the terrain, if you know what I mean. No. Well, the setting, the culture, the whole schmeel, you know, we, we need authentic uh, dialogue. Authentic? Yeah, you know, the quaint way of speaking. Quaint?
2: Like, what do you mean quaint?
1: Quaint, like what you're doing right now. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you are definitely the guy to write this for us. It's, a, it's the politically correct thing to do in today's world, you know. I mean, you are just so right for this project, you know, because, Richie... This thing is set in Ireland, in Cork. Oh. Yeah. So, what are you doing for the next couple of years? Well,
2: I was hoping to get work.
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, how does this figure strike you?
2: <laughs> oh, <gee>. Well,
1: <laughs> how can I say no? I'm in. I'm doing. Great, great. Well, one thing, Okay. You can't tell anybody about this. I mean, you can say you're writing something for us, but not exactly what it's about. I mean, we don't want the press to get a hold of it. We want to hold them off as long as we can.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, let me clue you into some of the basics. You know Johnny Gallagher, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, who doesn't? Right. Right. Well, A-list box office, biggest actor to come out of Ireland like ever. You know, and he's a guy from Cork, like you, right? Now I'll tell you, this this agency here is pretty much built around him. Why is he going to star in our film? No, Johnny is more like the inspiration for it. You know all those chaos movies. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are are they up to now? Is
2: it uh, Chaos 4 or something, is it?
1: Yeah, Chaos 4. Well, actually, it's not finished because they just started production nine months ago. (laughs) Sure, I know what you're going to say. More shoot 'em up crap, milk in the franchise for everything it's worth, you know. (laughs) And you're right. But the bottom line is, they do good box office. But for this sequel... Johnny and I held out for a lot of money, a record sum. In fact, everything was set up, and then, of course, zip, the production stops. 80% of it in the can, and it stops. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I heard about that. He had a breakdown on a set or something. Sure, then he went into hiding. Mm. It was in the papers. They
1: mm. said he, he's got a drug habit. Is mm. that right? No. Yeah. Hold on a second. I want to show you this. <clears throat> well, uh, what is this? This is the roughs, Richie, the outtakes from the last day of shooting Chaos 4 here. Oh, just oh, watch okay. this.
0: Four, the tough get dead, uh, scene
3: 23, storming terrorist compound, take five. We're rolling, camera speed. All right, people, plenty of high intensity. Let's do it, and Action. <laughs> Mr. President, we can't allow you to go through with this. Stand aside, General. I'm going in there.
0: Mr. President, we can't risk you being taken prisoner.
3: Or worse. Worse? I'll tell you what's worse, General. A president who sat by while 14 children were beheaded by terrorists. But you can't... Don't tell me what I can and can't do, General. Now stand aside. I'm not afraid of facing death. I'm going in. Then God go with you, sir. Yeah, right. Just have your men cover me.
2: Yes, sir! Okay, man, you hear the president. Lay down some cover and fire.
1: Here I go.
3: Ah! Ah! Damn! Okay, cut! Cut, cut, stop, stop! Hold on, everyone! Just hold on, hold on. Johnny! Johnny! Johnny, you're supposed to run all the way up to the doorway. What What? what are you doing? It's called tripping, you Some, idiot. Can somebody help, Johnny, please? Don't touch me. Oh, don't you touch me. What's the story with these boots, Tommy? Want boots, Tommy? These boots. The boots I'm wearing. Is there a problem with the boots? Why do you think I keep falling over, Tommy? Someone screwed with my boots. Johnny, why would anybody want to screw with your well, boots? Somebody must have. Was it you, Tommy? No, what? Didn't I give you this gig? Well, shoot. I could have done it myself. I, I, I've directed... Myself before, Co- so when I tell you somebody's been screwing my boots, then somebody has been screwing with my boots! Okay. okay. weigh it down or we'll, something. We'll check the boots. Eddie, can we get can we get the costume well, girl here? Eddie, what's I her name? Yeah, Marcia. Marsha. Marcia Marsha! Marsha, get over here! Now! What's the problem, Tommy? Marcia, Johnny needs new boots. New boots? Yes. Listen, you moron! Johnny gotta her what? New boots! What are you all staring at? What are you looking at? Johnny, Johnny, calm down. What's wrong with you people? Johnny, Marsha's gonna get you new boots. And I want these ones checked, I swear to God. I swear to God. They'll be checked. We'll check the boots. Yeah, wait. I've been tripping in them all day. I first out of the trailer, then in makeup. And you know what? This thing with the boots started yesterday. Calm down, Johnny. I, I can help calm you. But I- Don't tell me... To calm down. Joking? I swear to God. Look at my knee. There's blood. Is someone trying to kill me or something? Anyway, I don't think we could roll. You the the sound guy. Was you, wasn't it? You. No, 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 Johnny. I I just. I want you out of here, Tommy. I want him fired. You're a nobody. Get out of here. Come on. I want you out
1: of here. (sighs) What do you think? I think uh, Johnny Gallagher is very difficult. I worked with Johnny Gallagher for nearly 30 years. And every year he got worse. The fame, the power, you know, it all twisted him. Made him distant. I mean, he was never close to anybody as far as I could see anyway. But, I mean, uh, these past few years... Yeah, right. (laughs) But at the beginning, well, he was all right. He could get on with people a bit, you know. I mean, he had nothing, he was nothing. But I'll tell you, the first time I saw him, he looked great, great features, stunning. You know, he could have been a model, star quality. So I put him on the books, got him an audition. And bingo, he got a break, a little throwaway on a sitcom pilot. It was nothing, a crummy bit thing, playing a taxi driver. But he had one line, one line, Richie. (laughs) It was supposed to be a one-off, right? But the response, (laughs) wow! (laughs) <laughs> who could argue? A month later, he was a regular on the show. And the rest is history, Rich.
2: So this this film project, uh, the Johnny Gallagher story...
1: Yeah, from beginning to end. End? It's a crazy world, Richie. It's got nothing to do with who deserves what. Living, dying. It's all just chance. Uh, uh, hold on, am I missing something here? Ever hear of amyotropic lateral sclerosis? They call it ALS for short. No. Motor neuron disease. The motor neurons that break down. They're like these uh, little wires running from your brain down your spine into all your muscles that tell them when to move or contract or whatever. And if they break down, Rich, that's it. You lose control of the muscles. And they all just waste away. And what can they do for it? Nothing, Richie. They can do Nothing. You get this owls, Rich, and no one knows for sure why or how. All they know for sure is that it kills you. In a year, two years, maybe longer. You know what happens? No. In the end, you choke to death. You drown because you can't even swallow your own spit.
2: Oh, that's, uh... Oh, that's, uh... That's
1: that's pretty gruesome. Hmm. Thing is, it starts off slowly. It's different for different people. With some, it starts up in the tongue, you know. And one day they start slurring their speech... Sometimes, for some people, it starts in the fingers, you know? They can't work their car keys or get their buttons to button. Right. But I think with most people, it starts down on the feet. Footfall, they call it. Feet kind of dropping to the ground when you walk, kind of going plop, 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 you know? And then they start falling over. Tripping, like? Tripping. And they don't know why, and they think maybe, maybe something's wrong with their... Boots. Johnny Gallagher. He's dying, Richie. Amyotropic lateral sclerosis. That's awful. And you want to know the kicker? I've landed the biggest picture deal of my career. Biggest picture deal in this town in the last 30 years. I mean, I smell box office. Everyone smells box office. We all smell the Oscars. Everybody wants in on this thing, you know? They all know it's a sure winner. We're going to wipe the boards. <laughs> so, I guess I should be happy, but, you know, I'm not. A true story. True story. Yeah. But you, you should thank your lucky stars, you know, because you are in the right place at the right time. I don't understand. Johnny Gallagher's gone back home. With the cork? Yeah.
2: But he hasn't set foot in the place in like for 28 years. So why would he go back after all this
1: time? I don't know. He's got a screw loose, if you ask me. Hell, he's been living like a total recluse for the last five years. You know, he, You know, he never even leaves his house unless he's got, like, work. <laughs> and with this disease killing him, you know? But it doesn't make any sense. No, it's all a mystery. What can I say? I mean, what's his condition? Well, I'm not sure, you know, but I do know it's a steady downhill thing, you know? Last I heard, it was just still in his feet. So, so what's he doing? How do I know? I mean, okay, he, he's not alone. I mean, there's some kind of specialists with him, a nurse or whatever. And he's got people bending over backwards for him. You can be sure of that. Hang on a minute. Does he know about the movie? Yeah, yeah, he knows. Uh, But when I talked to him, he wasn't exactly in the mood to discuss the project, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but but he's gonna cooperate with us, right? Rich, how can I put this? Johnny does what he wants to do, when he wants to, and everyone else can go to hell for all he cares, you know? And that was his attitude when he was healthy, you know? So what can I say? I'm not gonna kid you, okay? He's got a major malfunction in his personality. I mean, we tried to get him counseling once during his second divorce, and he had an altercation with the counselor, and <laughs> we had to settle out of court. Oh. Yeah. No, that's just who he is, you know. He's 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 uh, not a people person.
2: Yeah, but Sheldon, if he, if he doesn't talk hey, to me, hey, like no problem.
1: That's why you're here. You are from Cork, you know? So you just make up something plausible and you fill in the blanks. Ah, yeah, but the facts of his life will have to have some Richie Richie Sure, okay, the official angle is authentic true story, right? But your job is to write something just that's based on fact. Based on fact? Yeah, you know, loosely. Based on fact. You know, names and dates. (laughs) Who really cares? What we really want to see, okay, is the little blue-eyed homeless boy with no shoes fighting to escape the close-minded small town in the middle of nowhere and with everybody all around him trying to drag him down and hold him back. But he's better than they are, so he breaks free, he climbs out, he escapes, he gets to America, you know, and then in the end, he finds fame and fortune in Hollywood. Ah, yeah, yeah, just like rags to riches. Rags to riches, nail on the head. But also, the whole time... His character has got to be... Warm. Right. Warm. Like a like a hero. Exactly. Exactly, Richie. He's the hero. He's got to be the hero in the story. Uh, you know, we got to show him as a great guy, funny, warm, loving, giving, noble. Which you know. he's not. <laughs> okay. Come on. It's a movie. You know, in life, Johnny is who he is. But in the movie, we have to... To like him, we have to love him. You know, you know this. Yeah, we have to engage with him. That's right. We have to cheer him on. We have to laugh with him. We have to cry with him. We have to be there with him, holding his hand when he dies, choking on the bed with a tube down his throat or whatever. You know, when he's when he can't swallow no more. And and then after the credits roll, we got a postscript that says, uh, uh you know, uh, Johnny Gallagher died on December twenty ninth or whatever. You know, true story kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards, the people have to wipe the tears from their eyes and. Go out of that cinema and step out underneath that big night sky and look up at the stars, right, Rich? And they got to feel in their hearts that life is worth living, that love will conquer all in the end. You get me? i only in America. Okay, that too. Whatever. The bottom line is, in the end, it cannot be depressing, you know? It's got to be uplifting. A feel-good movie. That's right. Feel-good. Give us the feel-good, exactly. No European, dark, suffering, nihilist crap.
2: Right, yeah, uplifting, uh, optimistic and... Right, right.
1: This is your big chance, Richie. I know you can do it. You really can do it. And I will. Great. My people will sort out the contracts for the first draft and everything, and you sign them, and it'll be first class all the way for you, kid. You know, you meet Johnny, you talk to him, live with him, interview him, spend all your time with him, do whatever it takes. You got plenty of time. They tell me he's got at least a year, a year and a half. All you got to do is write us a good script, especially the early days. You know, the little boy. We want to see the little boy. You know, that's what's going to hope the audience, believe me little boy with blue eyes
2: yeah alright then
1: and who knows <laughs> you know he might even like you <laughs> stranger things have happened
2: <laughs> so that's the first big scene Johnny you see there's a note of irony already because me a little cock film maker finally gets to Hollywood gets the big break I dreamt about my whole life and bang, he sends me right back here where I started from, Cork. So anyway, the next scene, and we cut to this place, you know, the usual establishing shots of Cork. You know yourself, the hills, the Spire St. bars, the shaky bridge, you know, the ugly streetlights in Patrick Street. And that's some of our old new crap they've built in the last few years. And then we get a white shot of this place up in Montanati. You know, I never saw a house so big, you know, big gardens surrounded by these huge, huge walls. And when we're looking at this big Edwardian mansion with the rose gardens, my car pulls up, the door opens, and we hear roaring from inside in the house. So right away we know you are not a happy man.
3: Marcella! Marcella, Marcella, how many times do I have to call you, Marcella? What, Mr. Gallagher? What the hell is wrong with you? I'm sorry, Mr. Gallagher. I was letting this gentleman in. Hi, Mr. Gallagher. I'm uh, Richie Ryan, uh, Sheldon Burgess. Marcel, your... uh, who put all these flowers in here? Flowers? Yeah, flowers. See, they're there. They're there. They're there. Are you blind? Is this a funeral home? Somebody take them out of here right now. Mr. Gallagher, you shouldn't be drinking at this hour. Get off my back. I'm it's sorry. not even noon and this gentleman is here to see you. What? Did you bring these flowers? Me? No, I just arrived. This who is brought the them? Purpose? Who brought the flowers? Perhaps Sinead brought them. Sinead, the new girl. Yes. Sinead! Sinead, get in here! Yes, Mr. Gallagher? Did you bring all these flowers in here? Yes, are they lovely? No. No? Get them out of here now. Get them off the pianos. Get them off the bookcases. Get them off the shelves. Get them all out. What should I do with them all? I don't care what you do, thrash them. Just get them out of here now. Oh, jeez. Now, why are you still standing there? Get them out! Mr. Gallagher, we both know there is something deeper well, going on here. Don't start with that, Marcella. Don't start. You need to start facing I up. said don't. This angle, you put yourself through. It's not necessary. I put myself through. I put myself through this, you do I? You are not following the recommended I want David? this, do I? So Sorry. it's me, is it? This is my problem? You need to remain calm. 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 You want to see calm? Oh. There's calm. Don't, Mr. Gallagher. Swing you're around like that, you're going to fall and hurt yeah, yourself. Take this vase as well. Mr. here, stop this. Don't break the crystal. Go on, just get out of here and take all the flowers. Here, here's more for you. No. Get them all out of don't here. Do this. Please don't be like this. I'll be any way I want, Sinead.
2: Are you all right, Mr. Ryan? Are you Are bleeding? Yeah, no, it's just the glass. When well, the glass shatter, it's just a little cut.
3: No more, more flowers. Around. No flowers, hear me. It's not a funeral home. It's my home. I live here! I live here! Of course you do, Mr. Gallagher! You hear me? I live here! Mr. Gallagher, this is totally out of order. You've injured Mr. Ryan. I live here! I, uh, uh, uh. Oh my god! Mr. Gallagher! Get away from me! Can I help you up? No! Leave me alone! Sinead, get the wheelchair to the Mr. I live here! Yes, miss. No more flowers. It's not a funeral home. No more flowers.
0: Follow me, Mr. Ryan.
2: I'll put something on that cushion. I live I mean, here. How am I supposed to interview him when no, I mean, he's
3: not This is entirely. I know. He Perhaps he might talk to you after he's had yeah. rest and so was up a bit. Sinead, take care of him. Of course, miss. No more flowers.
2: And then there's a slow fade from your character whimpering to a close up of a clear pearl of water in one of the petals of one of the flowers you've just knocked over. And then that pearl of water in slow motion rolls off and plunges down into the churning rapids of the river and we submerge and we're the eyes of the salmon again and the water is churning and foaming. So that was our first meeting, Johnny. Uh, Looking back, it should have been a warning of what I was getting myself into, but this was my big break and I couldn't let it go.
1: You have been listening to the first episode of The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg, featuring the talents of David Murray, Sarah Green, Michael Sheehan, Morgan Jones, Georgina Miller, Liam Heffernan, Roger Gregg and Paul B. Lennox. Our sound engineer was Mark McGrath. The series was recorded on location with post-production in Crazy Dog Studios. The Salmon of Blackpool was written, directed and produced by Roger Gregg. Find out more at crazydogaudiotheatre.com
0: and that was the conclusion of the first episode of Crazy Dog Audio Theaters, The Salmon of Blackpool, the dark drama of a man sent to write a feel-good movie in a world that's anything but feel-good. It's a tough story to stomach, but as I'm sure you've experienced, as it did I. It's absolutely entrancing, and we'll be hearing it for the remainder of uh, January here on Radio Drama Revival. Next week's uh, episode, we spend more time with Johnny Gallagher, learning about the troubled man on the brink of death, um, the struggles he has uh, facing his own demise, and the challenges Richie must go through in order to create the script that Hollywood wants. Uh, and if you can't wait that long, recall you can always catch up on our previous episodes of the podcast and blog, www.radiodramarevival.com. I can read audio, more audio theater news, reviews, and discussion there. Uh, definitely check out the stuff I did last week uh, for Wormwood. Uh, absolutely marvelous how that came out and uh, great discussion with all the guys there. Uh, Wormwoodshow.com. You can hear some of those uh, final episodes right now. Really gripping. They are not disappointing. Um, and again, that's radiodramarevival.com. And if you prefer, you can always check us out on the iTunes store. Search Radio Drama Revival. And that wraps it up for this week's show. And until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week.